This is the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Off we go to the land of hope and glory. And joining us uh, this morning, Russell Hargraves out of TalkSport UK. Morning, Russ. Hello, mate. How are you? Oh, very, very well, thank you. Now, there's a lot to talk about today before we get into sport. The, the cost of living still back at the top of the agenda. Not a lot's being done yet, has it? No, it hasn't. One thing that's promising is that wages are rising here, Brian, at their fastest rate in more than 20 years. Brilliant. Trouble is, they're being outstripped brutally by the ongoing soaring cost of living that we're all well aware of. And unfortunately, the gap between the two is about 2.7%, which doesn't sound like a huge amount, but believe you me, it is when you look at the brinksmanship that so many people are trying to fight. We've talked about the tax cuts or the tax rises that was going to be kind of the trust suggestion. Now, maybe into Sunak and a very different change about how on earth the country is going to be run. But yeah, the economy, how on earth that agenda is balanced, is still a massive, massive story here. And just quickly on the bullying side of things from the government, I talked to you last week about Gavin Williamson from the Cabinet getting in trouble. Mm. Now the Deputy PM, Dominic Raab, in all sorts of trouble for some fairly unpleasant things he's allegedly said, done, an inquiry are brewing there as well. So the potentially toxic nature of some of those in government has not gone away either, mate. So they're the major stories, I would say, here in a busy news agenda. And by the way, the more that Ukraine and and Russia obviously escalates, and we've seen some awful scenes there today, again, it just ramps up, not just the humanitarian problems, but again, the cost of living crisis by definition as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it affects the rest of the world, including us down here, down under. Okay, let's, let's let's touch on the big rugby weekend this weekend. Eddie Jones and uh, England preparing to face the All Blacks in the, the final tour for the All Blacks on the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, can't wait for it. I think it should be an absolute cracker. And we know about England's big win against New Zealand, what, three, four years ago now. And the chance to, to re-meet, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I won't be there, of course. I'm still on Ireland duty, which I'm very much enjoying, even though they were a little bit off it against Fiji last week. They've got Australia in town to back up their South African win, the world's number one side. So that's my major focus. But yeah, from England's point of view, I just can't wait to see how this one pans out. Mm. An improvement against Japan, but beating Japan with great greatest of respect. It had to be done. It was done with seven tries, rackload of points on the board on the back of that awful loss against Argentina. And Eddie Jones has already said the All Blacks in his mind are there for the taking. I am not sure about that. There have been some major improvements clearly since you had that run of losing six tests in eight. I know still it's not anything like the pinnacle of what New Zealand is used to or capable of from its men's team, but I've just got a funny feeling that you guys are going to go and give England a real, not just stern test, but potentially a doing over. So can't wait to see how it all pans out. And of course, it's Owen Farrell, the England captain again after Courtney Laws' concussion. It's his 100th international cap. And I'm actually chatting to Owen tomorrow for us, which I'm looking forward to. So big landmark, but will you guys spoil it at HQ? I have a funny (laughs) feeling you might. And if you do, the pressure's right back on Eddie again because it's South Africa coming the week after and they're unhappy with how things have gone of late, losing to Ireland and France. Oh, mate, big, 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 big. And there's talk of Razor Robinson could be coaching um, England as well. Yeah, that's, you know what? That's not gone away for years. It's been there or thereabouts ever since. <laughs> I would say pretty much after the ropey Six Nations England had after their World Cup final. So we're talking, what, 2020? Uh, 
ever since then, it's been floating around. And I know mm. how good he is. I also do a fair bit of work for your Christchurch opt-out on News Talk ZB in the group on a, on, a, on a Saturday morning, my time. And, you know, we talk about him a fair old bit. And, like, my God, he's a good coach. He was linked oh, to my yeah. boys Harlequins at one point. And, you know, we got tabbed by Mapton, which has been wonderful. But we know how good he is. It would be fascinating, having not got your head job for the reasons that you guys decided upon. And we'll see ultimately if that's right or wrong. Come well, top cup time. That's when I think that decision will be vindicated one way or the yeah. other. Yeah, that would be very interesting because uh, that would certainly put the cat among the pigeons, wouldn't it? Oh, would it ever. And I've, I've got to quickly touch on last uh, Saturday night's game, the New Zealand women winning an epic World oh. Cup final against England. Did oh. you watch it? Oh, mate, absolutely, and it really encapsulated the nation here, just like the Lionesses obviously did when they won the Women's Euros football. And, yeah, 30 straight wins, and then when it really mattered, and players like our captain, Sarah Hunter, who I've said to you before, I know really well, you know, they stayed on, they stayed playing until their mid to late 30s to have one more crack in a World Cup final against New Zealand, and they've now lost to them four times in World Cup finals, (laughs) I think in the last six. It's unbelievable, isn't it? But cracking game, I don't think anybody really lost it. And the two things I'll say, tiny bit of sour grapes. I do think if Lydia Thompson's uh, early tackle's a red card, I do think that it should have been the same for the New Zealand player later in the game that was only a yellow. I'll put that out there, but I don't want to have sour grapes because fair play to you guys. And what I will say is what a turnaround. You look at what was done from when you guys were struggling during COVID, post-COVID, Wayne Smith, that fantastic turnaround oh, to get that yeah. team playing that kind of rugby. No wonder he and Cy Middleton and Andy Farrell and Fabien Galtier with the French who are flying in the men. What a wonderful shortlist of four excellent head coaches, two men, mm. two women, uh, who've all done really, really good jobs over the last 12 months. And I've got to say well done to you guys. At least you won the T20 uh, World Cup. You're the world champions there in cricket. Yeah, so we tried to get a bit of revenge for you, which I thought was very kind after Pakistan did you in the semis. A little bit nerdy at times, but wasn't it great that of all players, a guy who hasn't quite got back on it T20 style for a while, Ben Stokes, 52 not out, CS over the line, bang after some super bowling from the likes of Sam Curran. So really glad after we were staring in the abyss two or three games into that tournament to somehow come through and win it and win it in Australia always sweet. We're always happy when that happens. Yeah. What's weird though, Brian, is we've now got a random three-match ODI series in Australia that starts in two days' time. And talk about after the Lord Mayor's show. And Mo and Ali has just said, this is just dreadful. Why are we doing this? We all had a World Cup. We're knackered. You know, we just want yeah. to go home. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, got, we've got India starting on uh, Friday over oh. here as well. Hey, let's quickly, touch, let's quickly touch on a Brit George Russell winning the uh, Brazilian Grand Prix for uh, for Mercedes. Oh. Well, we've talked about him two or three times, haven't we? We mm-hmm. both love our motorsport. I know how key you are to the New Zealand motorsport coverage scene and just absolutely great. We've talked about how good this young man is. And you know what? By his loftiest of standards, the last four or five races weren't his best. Lewis Hamilton was starting to out-qualify, out-pace, out-race him after he'd absolutely bossed it against his teammate and seven-time world champion earlier in the season. So when George won the sprint race and then the main race out in yeah. front both times, carnage behind him in his rear view mirror is brilliant I thought he spoke so well so candidly so honestly and just said that we had a reset two games ago or two races ago as, as a, an internal team in his car and his camp and I just said trust myself back myself I'm the GP2 world champion I've raced and beaten Max Leclerc in you know, comparable equipment hands down earlier in my career just trust what you can do 
and Boy did him. So that was absolutely superb. And I just hope that he and Lewis, great kinship between the two, by the way, which doesn't always happen with Lewis's teammates. That bodes <laughs> really well moving forward as well. That Mercedes is coming good again. So can't wait to see where that leads in the future. And just quickly, the other thing that's made the headlines here is Verstappen not allowing Chico Perez back through. Mm. Unbelievable, particularly when Chico and Leclerc are level for second in the points in the driver's standings and saying, I have my reasons, but not elaborating. And Chico saying, shows his true colours after everything I've done for you. I just mm. thought that was a really, really interesting one. And what now that, that Christian Horner and the, and the Red Bull principality kind of do or don't do about this is really, really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, give Christian Horner a call today. He's 49 today. It's his birthday. <laughs> need that does he he probably doesn't want all this going on on his birthday two angry feuding drivers with their backs turned against each other he doesn't need this it's not a good birthday present no russell great to chat mate look forward to next week have a great weekend and go the all blacks absolutely not (laughs) one of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet but if you do get a little quiet time have a listen to the parenting hangover it's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy. You've got a girl. Get the snip. You're you done. Got- you get to figure out what it's like raising a girl. You get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.